You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been uh, wonderful having New American Funding as our partner. All right, Carol Morgan, uh, timely conversation uh, since we are uh, getting back into the throes of normalcy in our work environments. And so a very timely conversation. Absolutely. This will be another good conversation. We've had a, a lot of really fun guests for the last you know, month or so and talking about COVID. And I guess that conversation is going to go on for a while. But we are fortunate to be in studio today with Steve Dills. He is the managing director and a principal at Avison Young for the Atlanta office. So welcome, Steve. And go ahead and give us that 20,000 foot view. Um, you know, Tell us about yourself. All right. Well, great. Thanks for having me on. So I am the managing director, as you said. I opened the Atlanta office in 2010. Avis and Young at that time was a pretty small firm. We had just started coming into the U.S. We were the third office in the U.S. Uh, for Avis and Young, 17th total. Now we're, I kind of lost track, but we're up over 120 offices, more than 55 in the U.S. Wow. The account has gone from, well, I was employee number nine in the U.S. And I think we were about 400 people at that time, and now we're over 5,000. So pretty rough in the last 11 years. A lot of it based on the fact of the way we're designed. So Avis Young is the largest privately held, principal-led real estate concert, uh, services firm in the world. It's a different model. Most of our uh, large competitors are publicly traded. We are not, and uh, that's done on purpose. We want our principals to have ownership in the company and try and deal with our clients maybe in a little bit different way than those that the publicly traded firms are able to because of the way we're structured. All right. Well, for those watching who are not familiar with Avis and Young, uh, give us that overview of, of the organization, uh, mission and purpose. Avis has been around for over 40 years in Canada in, in various forms. We're privately held, but independently owned offices and almost an affiliation of sorts. In 2009, they brought on Mark Rose, who had been the CEO at Grubinellis for three and a half years while I was there. And he left for various reasons, left Grub. And AY said, we love your vision. Take us and let's go. And so he brought them together. And the vision was, as I said, to have a privately held firm that was principal-led, which what that means is the principals have a voice. There's a, there's a number of privately held firms, but it's usually in a small group of uh, ownership hands. When I joined, I was principal number 73. We've got over 650. And the vision is to always be in a position where you're dealing with, at the senior level, with someone who has an interest in the company and that has maybe a longer-term view of your best interests as opposed to just transactionally driven. And a very collaborative firm. We purposely have avoided a mid-management level. We take do that on purpose because we one, we don't want to create silos. We don't want people managing the P&Ls and their bonuses. And we want people to bring in the best resource to help their clients possible. And that's 
a vision that has resonated with a lot of people. And I give you the example of three, 400 people when I started to over 5,000. And they've come over because they that vision appeals to them. And it doesn't make us the answer to everything, but it does differentiate us. And it is appealing to both you know the producers and the people that work for us, but also to our clients because they can kind of take them cradle to grave. We don't put brokers in a box. Right. Well, it's nice to have that USP and you know, set yourself apart so that you do have something different to attract them. Absolutely. Um, let's circle back around. We alluded to this at the top of the show, but tell us how COVID has impacted your business and your customers. Wow. <laughs> I would say it's, it's impacted everybody, but not everybody equally. It's been some, but it's been very positive on others. And I'll, uh, I'll give you some examples. You know, the, the positive is the easy one. That's industrial. With e-commerce, you know, growing by leaps and bounds, the industrial market is on fire. And the issues they have is, how do I find space? It's not about what price can I get it at? It's can I get it? And then how do I find people to work in it? On the negative side, it's certainly some businesses were affected uh, negatively. But I think it's, you know, it's the uncertainty of where, especially when we're in the very beginnings of it, what does this mean? What's it going to look like going forward? And I think we're sorting through some of those things. I don't think we all know the final answer. My take is the final answer is going to look different for a lot of different people. And I think from our perspective, it's where we can add a lot of value because it's not just about what space can you find me? How how can you negotiate it? How can we come alongside you, understand your business, help you understand what other people that are in your industry or that sort of look like you are making decisions and how do you redesign space and all the things that go along with that. And, and what is, you know, the work from home? What does that mean? I mean, there's just so much going in. So we're not just a brokerage room. We've got consulting. We've got some really cool tech tools that can help us aggregate data to help people make decisions. And that's opportunity for us and it's the confusion and the the challenges that our clients have right now. Yeah, no, there's a lot there. And you've shared a couple of clues uh, so far. And on this show, we obviously lean a little bit more towards the residential side of things, but give us a state of the union on commercial brokerage and where uh, do you think we are at this time? These are intriguing economic times. Uh, Where do we stand? I'll give you a couple answers. One, it's easy to go look at the numbers if you go look at our publicly traded competitors, I mean, the middle of 2020 was really tough. There wasn't much going on. People, uncertainty put everybody on pause. It was pins down. But if you look at uh, the first quarter results for them and for us, it's the same way, very, very positive because there is pent up demand. And I think the economy is going to come back. This is going to be a lot different than uh, the Great Recession. It didn't come about because... There were market dynamics that weren't working. It came about from a pandemic that made everybody have to slow. But the economy before that was blown and going. And I think there's a lot of pent-up demand. So it's going to be very positive. To draw a parallel to residential, they're on fire right now. I think we're going to be the same way. There's probably not the, I guess, the lack of supply that they have on the residential side. You know, there's still space out there on the office side. But interestingly, retail's coming back. And I'm not just talking about e-commerce. So there's, you know, people out looking for spaces. We're representing a number of them that have kind of put the foot on the gas pedal and say, we're going to take advantage of this. We're going to go grow. So in general, I think it's positive, but it there's going to, not everybody's, you know, going 
upwards at the same trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting when you're talking about, you know, industrial up here in Cartersville and near all the distribution centers that are coming in. And it is gangbusters as far as the growth and the, you know, new buildings going up. So so clearly there's a resurgence there. And some of that probably is e-commerce, but it's definitely a lot of growing. It is, yes, very yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. for people who are going back to offices, talk about the co-working and flex options that businesses are starting to look at and move forward with. That's probably the one where we've got the least clarity on the co-working. I think we actually have a group that specializes in co-working and it's it's not just talking to people who want to lease co-working space. It's working with building owners of what should we do from a uh, co-working space. And then we talk to co-working firms and help them figure out where they should go. I think one size is not going to fit all. I think that there's going to be winners and losers in that world from the operator standpoint. I think what you're going to see more often than what we did before where WeWork would come in and lease these massive amounts of space and then they would kind of lease it for more. They would kind of you know, lease it at 30 bucks and then rent it out at 45 or 50, you know, if you broke it down to square footage. I think you're going to see partnering where a firm will come in with a owner, the owner gives them the space, they manage it for them and they they share in profits. So you're going to see some of that. I think from our take is that almost all large firms are going to have a flex option in what they do. It won't all be flex, but it won't be uh, long-term leases either. There's going to be the need for uh, flex space as you grow, maybe as you contract. So there's still, as I said at the beginning, probably the least amount of data what it's ultimately going to look like, but it's here to stay. It's not going away, but it'll definitely evolve. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's a neat opportunity to do some interesting things and be innovative with how you rethink your office plan. I, I think it's a, I hope people take advantage of the opportunity to, to do some things that kind of really have a, a positive impact on, on the flow of their business. You know, as we record this, we're sort of in the throes of all the announcements of, of all right, well, you welcome back now that you're vaccinated and, and, you know, some organizations are, are, are being very strict about it. Some are much more casual. I mean, there's a lot of different play on uh, on how people are going to uh, welcome people back that are vaccinated or not vaccinated. What are you seeing? What are you counseling? Uh, what, what do you anticipate happening? I can tell you we're probably not counseling so much on what they can do. We can share with what we're seeing. I know from the anecdotal stories I'm hearing, a lot of it is being driven by how risk averse the company may be about liability that they may be taking on to require people to come back. And then what does it look like when you get there? But I, you know, my sense is that people want to come back early on. There was the kind of the story was office space may be dead for the, you know, in the future. There was a point talking with our consulting group. They're out every day talking with firms, answering these questions. And there was almost like a, uh, switch was flipped where they said, no, we got to get back because we can't maintain our culture. You can't help young people grow. You can't hire all those kind of things. So I think that question about whether off space is dead is gone. It's just, what does it look like? And I think it'll be varied as you go along. I can tell you, Ravens and Young, we will be back in the office. And we are in some states. We're not in Atlanta right now for various reasons. But we have people coming back. We just haven't required them. But I think we're certainly going to be much more flexible on our uh, people coming in. I think 
some of the jobs, i.e. accounting, that you can do just as well from home or not, we're going to be much more flexible on that. I think there are those, though, that are going to have to be in the office, and it's something that we're working through. And uh, it, it, I think there will be you know, some turnover because some people say, that doesn't work for me, but that's okay. You know, they, they need to go find what they're looking at. But the majority of the people will come back on at least a you know, three-day-a-week type rotation, if not more, and I think they want to come back. There is some positivity and having the flexibility, but being all alone, you know, just doesn't work for most people. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. We used to be out of the office two days a week. And now that we're back, we're in the office two days a week. So I don't know where we're going to land, but um, that's what everybody was comfortable with for now. So, Are you ready to own a home, but don't know where to start? Speak to a local expert at New American Funding. Get pre-qualified and start looking for your dream home. They make home buying easy and convenient with a variety of home loan options. New American Funding is devoted to helping families finance their home because they want everyone to achieve the American dream, home ownership. New American Funding's technology is what sets them apart, whether connecting with your home loan professional in person, online, or through the app, they are there to answer any questions. Call today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Well, what suggestions do you have for businesses, for office space and updates and redesign as they head back to work? That's a great question. And it kind of goes back to where I said that what we're providing is more than just trying to find you the space you want and a location you want at the best price. So a lot of this is, is bringing in firms that have, you know, parts of their company that are do workplace strategy that come in with you and try and understand how you work, what your business goals are, what your business plan is, and then design the space around that. And it's, it comes down to a lot of things. It's what is the vision for the CEO and the, the leadership, but also what are your uh, employees looking for and how do you work? And then how are others in our similar type businesses working? That's where you bring in these experts and they can help you craft a solution that's going to work now, but also in the future and build flexibility into it. And that's where we think, going back to your question, you know, what's the future commercial real estate, that's where we really think we, we're going to add a lot of value. And uh, and we're, we're investing a lot of money. We took the opportunity in the pandemic to invest heavily in consulting and in technology that will help our brokers assist clients in making those kind of decisions. And it's it's not one size fits all, whether it's how often you come in or what your space looks like. It really depends on what industry you're in. You know, if you're a law firm, you're going to look completely different than your tech firm. But what does that mean? I mean, how do, how do I you know, decipher that? It's, is it wide open? Probably not, you know, jamming a lot of people in, you know, uh, kind of workbench type uh, seating. It, that probably isn't going to happen for a while. Will it come back? Maybe. But for right now, let's, let's sit down with the experts and, and look at it and help you make wise decisions. What do you think the biggest changes will be as you indicated a few minutes ago, a year ago, when we were deep in this thing, there was all this panic 
thinking commercial real estate is dead. And, and then the press love to tell the stories that all these uh, high-rise office buildings are going to be empty and vacant. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they love to tell that horror story. Uh, right. Obviously, it's not panning out that way. But I, there's going to be change, I suspect. And, and what I've been hearing from a lot of, of my colleagues in, that, that are working in a space like that is that we just don't need as much space as we did before because we are kind of evolving how we're, how we're operating. Are you seeing that trend? And you know, another thing I thought uh, that I've heard a lot about is that we're, a lot of places are shifting to more hoteling in their workspace. We're not going to necessarily have your permanent workstation anymore, but maybe you'll be doing more hoteling. I, what kind of trends are you seeing in terms of those that are in fact coming back? I would tell you hoteling is definitely going to happen because if you're, you know, flexible work times for people, they're only in the office two, three days a week. They don't necessarily need to have that space. But as far as less amount of space, there's the counter to that in that, you know, I mentioned everybody was, how many people can we get in the least amount of square feet? And I think that world is probably gone. And then going back to the flexible office, co-working deal, that's, something that they're going to have to deal with because I don't know that people, at least not immediately, are going to want to sit right next to somebody than what we've gone through. So the the amount of space may not change that much. It it may be a net zero, but I, you know, the office space being dead, being here in Atlanta, you know, we're the poster child for that not being true with Microsoft coming in at least in half a million square feet and then buying a development where they're going to build I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's it'll be millions of square feet of office space, hiring thousands of people. So, and that's just one example. So I, that isn't true. I do think that how we're doing this on Zoom, as Jane's saying, from a business travel standpoint, that, that changes things. While you're still going to want to get in front of people, you maybe don't fly across the country for a two or three hour meeting like some of our people used to do or our clients used to do. You do it on this. So those things are yet to be determined what it finally shakes out to be. But I think overall, we will come out of this and it'll be a positive for everybody because I think being able to work and have some flexibility in your life is nice. And, you know, I, it's one of the things I think the Gen Zs and the millennials have wanted for some time. And we used to think about it as well. They can go, you know, work at Starbucks or a, a co-working space. Now it's maybe not least some co-working space to just work from home. And I think my generation, we, we couldn't imagine not coming in. You know, part of the badge of, you know, how good you were is how many hours you spend in the office. And even I've adjusted. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I figured I can work somewhere else. I saw a headline in the Wall Street Journal that even the CEO of Zoom has Zoom fatigue. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, that is, I, and that I, is a real thing. It all thing. shakes yeah. out. I mean, we're still we're still in this thing and, and working our way through it. I think it's going to normal is going to, everyone says, Oh, it's going to be a new normal. I think it's going to look a lot like the old normal. There'll be a few little modifications here and there, but we're going to, it's going to largely shake down. I I think think it may take a while though, Todd, I guess I'm on the opposite side of the fence from that, you know, being a business owner and knowing the impact to my bottom line for us going almost nowhere last year. I can't imagine that I'm not the only one who looks at those numbers and thinks, oh, you know, we can do all this on Zoom. We don't have to go to all this stuff. Business kept happening. You know, bills still got paid. Clients are still happy. So I'm very interested in seeing how it shakes out. I think that's more testament to you than it is Well, functionality is Zoom. 
Yeah, it is personal. I'll give you an example, though. Uh, we've got a hospitality group, investment sale group, and there was a hospitality conference last week, I believe it was, in Atlanta, and they had over 1,200 people there. So people are flying from all over the country to come together to get there. It wasn't done by Zoom. Right. So will there be some adjustments? But, you know, people yeah. need to be around people and there's a Well, lot. and I can't wait to be able to go back to some of the big conferences. That yeah. I have really missed. Yeah, so. and there's a lot of equity in that for us. You know, we those relationships matter in yep. everybody's business. Yeah. Well, one last question for me. What are you excited about for the rest of this year? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. I'm excited, and I guess I'm looking at it, obviously, through the lens of Avis Young, of all of the things we put in place that our leadership had the vision to say, these are things we're going to do, but let's accelerate all the investments we want to make and how we now can go out and service clients in a way that we couldn't before. And we've already got a number of success stories that people go, wow, I haven't seen anything like this. And one thing I can tell you about real estate brokers you're not in this business for very long unless you help, like helping people solve problems. And now we have more tools to help them solve their problems. And that's exciting for me. It's why, part of why I got in the business. And it's, you know, the people that I manage, that's a big part of their uh, world and they're embracing it. Now, trying to figure out how it all fits in after you've done your business pretty much the same way for the last 20 years, maybe a little bit of a challenge, but being able to go out and offer opportunities in a time of uncertainty for our clients and, and help them make those hard decisions is really going to be exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's exciting times ahead, no matter how this shakes yeah. out. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how, how it continues to shake itself out. All right. Well, Steve, before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and learn more about Avis and Young, where do they go? Go to our website, avisandyoung.com. You can get in there and you can start a global. You can work down in the U.S. You can work down at a local level of Atlanta. We also have a presence on uh, digital, so you can go out and find that. But it's uh, probably our website is the best. Uh, and if you are local and you want to call our office, call me at 404-865-3663. That's our main number. And I'm always happy to take calls and talk to people. Steve Dills, Managing Director of the Avison Young Atlanta office, also a principal with the company. Steve, great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and uh, appreciate you making time. My pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. Again, on behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. 
And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.